0: What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're obviously streaming worldwide on IRLoneStar.com.
1: Those are accurate statements.
0: I I don't lie to people. I just tell the truth. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Also true. That's right. We're hanging out on this Thursday. Um, What's up, Conroe? How's it going? What's going on? Oh, you just hanging out? Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Just hanging out? Yeah, we're just hanging out um
1: how you been been all right yeah starting school that's right school so exciting My summer of doing nothing is finally over and it's so sad so this is your
0: technically would be like your sophomore year of college is that yeah okay so you've got like one maybe two more summers before never a summer again right yeah you need to like you still need to start a band and like join a cult like You've right. got
1: things to do in the next two summers, right? I need to shave the side of my head, join a cult.
0: Oh man, it's such a weird thing that that became like a really cool look, right? Like the half shaved head thing, right? I still see it. It's still. Oh well, yeah, no, it's not going away. I mean, Jeremy Renner just did it in game like true. He I was super
1: cool. True. He actually,
0: actually his looked really cool, and I, I saw a couple things where they were like, "This will be the new haircut." And nice. uh,
1: I mean, you know, if you have hair, do it. Right. Exactly. Um, just think of him like all the Avengers, and he's doing that, like, yeah <laughs> arm over his head type <laughs> deals. the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like, he's really going to fight you, regular guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> like, it was cool when he was, like, fighting drug lords, and then, like, Thanos showed up, and he was like, hi yeah Let's <laughs> do this! Really? You sure? You really want to... Like, he's, like, soloing the, the trio, and, like, yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye's <laughs> just trying to not die. <laughs>
0: yeah! Run away! Um... Well, you know what's weird, though, is Chris Pratt is kind of, well, I guess he at least has some cool, like, space technology. Yeah. Because, like, like, he had jet boots, and he and he put a bomb on his
1: back. Right. He has jet boots, and he's still half celestial, just doesn't have the powers anymore.
0: Yeah. What's the, what does that mean? Because,
1: like, that makes him mortal. Also, does that
0: mean that before that, Chris Pratt couldn't have died?
1: Uh, I would assume so, and I think that's why he lived in, like, the first movie when he. When he touches the stone? Yeah.
0: That's fair. That's fair. But is that the only, like, then you got to wonder, like, in the history of Chris Pratt, how many other times did he die?
1: I was thinking, like, when he was in space and gave Gamora the little mask.
0: (sighs) That's a good one. Right. Man, I didn't catch that. That's smart. All right, this is Nerd Sports, so I guess we'll have to shift gears there. But, yeah, that is a a good point. I didn't realize that when we were talking about that. Um, Obviously, the news of the week as the preseasons are kind of wrapping up and we're now... We are approaching the day. We are approaching the day. I believe s- next Thursday, September 7th is the debut of the
1: NFL season. Oh man, it's coming. It's coming up. It's happening. And you have to do your first fantasy draft this weekend. I do. I have to I have to figure out what I'm doing with my yeah. life. Is there food? I need food.
0: Uh, there's usually food at a fantasy draft. I hope so. Listen, that's how you know you've never done a fantasy draft before. I know. I went like, to
1: one. There was definitely a lot of food. There was a lot of food
0: at that one. That's right. That was my th- that was like my birthday event
1: type thing. I think so. When we went to someone else. I got picked up by Joey.
0: Yeah, that's the one we went to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We yeah. Went to
1: somebody's house and there's just a ton of food.
0: Oh, you didn't come to the one. Um, no, I didn't go to the last one. Okay. Oh, that's right. You were, That's right. You were at Donald's house. Yeah. You. That's right. I forgot about that. But you didn't play in that one. You just watched. Nope. And Donald did have a ton of food that day. Shout out to Donald with the food. Friend of the show, Donnie Utah. Um, but yeah, so obviously the big story coming into the season is the landscape of the NFL has drastically changed. Oh, yeah. Andrew Luck retired, which means most importantly for us, fans of the Houston Texans, it, um, it opens up the AFC South.
1: Right, yeah, it's it's an absolute mess, and (laughs) it's great. It is. It's good for us, the disorganized, horrible team that we are.
0: Right. And we're we are such a mess. We're gonna get into that next segment. We're gonna talk about clowny, we're gonna talk about all the different holes in our offense. It's a mess. And, and, our and how management. we've been grossly mismanaged. Nico, it's even worse. We'll get into that next segment. It's it,
1: it, the story got even worse this week. It's like for every piece of good news, it's like, and here's something else, real dumb.
0: Right, because if we were any kind of prepared team, like we would, Andrew we we would, would
1: We would run away with this. Andrew Luck
0: retiring would be the greatest thing that ever happened to us. Right. We would go from like a 7 to a 10 win team because all of a sudden our team's like, man, if we play good, we can win the Super Bowl. Right. Um, And now we don't even, yeah, I don't, we'll get into it next segment. But really what I want to talk about here at the top, because this is where we have the most time and this is the conversation worth having, is Andrew Luck retiring early. And what that means for the NFL, what I think it means for certain players, um, over the, over the weekend, Gronk spoke at a CBD event. He's now going to be a, like a part. I don't know what his official capacity is. Yeah, because he's retiring, right? He's retired. He did retire. He retired early in the offseason. So yeah. people are quote-unquote saying he did it the right way. And there are some people who are critical of Andrew Luck's timing of the retirement announcement. We can touch on that, too. Um, but so Gronk basically made a statement where, and this sort of paints, to me, the frame of mind and the reason for this. He said the night they won the Super Bowl... He injured his quad during the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a reporter who actually, when he made the comments, she, she elaborated on the comments and said she was outside the locker room. And when they were leaving, Gronk's quad was about four times bigger than his other leg. So it was super swollen. Right. Gronk was in bed for four weeks and was crying. He said the first night he, bo- he didn't sleep at all. And over the next couple days, he only got a few minutes of sleep a night due to the pain. Wow. Um, he said the wound, the injury was so serious it caused some, some internal bleeding into the leg. Um, now the thing with Gronk, the reason everyone is sort of okay with him retiring is the story had actually come out the year before that he was considering retirement and he came back and he played one more year. Um, he looked really surprised when they asked him about it when the story first broke. He was like, well, how'd you hear that? What, what, what? So that, that kind of tells me that there's a lot of accuracy to that, that he had been thinking about it for a little bit. Mm. And that tells me that the same thing Andrew Luck said at his press conference, that the constant rehabbing, the constant pain, the constant fear of what's coming, like what kind of life will I be able to lead if I keep doing this, right, is really pushing a lot of these people out. And what I want to touch on is the fact that this isn't the first time this happened. So Gronk basically says, you know he's he literally says it out loud he was a Super Bowl champion and he was crying in bed he's like this isn't like this isn't the glamorous right so like this isn't that moment of
1: you know supreme like triumph or anything yeah
0: you're supposed to be able to bask in your glorious achievement and really enjoy your life and the truth of the matter is you're in bed just sad like right because you're hurt (laughs) you're hurt so bad so like what do you at that point what do you what do you do? How do you live your life at that point? And then you wonder. And at that point, uh, apparently, Gronk, his elbow, and the, he had a damaged elbow. So, like, the last few years, he wore, like, that crazy sleeve. Yeah. And I think I've heard reporters say that he can't even extend that arm completely straight.
1: Wouldn't uh, surprise me.
0: Stone Cold, actually. Um, Wears those
1: knee braces and can't straighten his legs out.
0: <laughs> well, he's doing his new show, hanging out with Steve or whatever it's called. I don't know. Drinking a cold one. I don't know what it's called. He had Baker Mayfield on. And. He was talking about something and Baker Mayfield was like, oh, you know, I can go even longer. He was throwing a ball to Baker Mayfield and Steve Steve Austin actually said, well, back one time I was wrestling in Japan and I uh, came off the top rope and I tore my tricep and so we uh, fixed it up and took some things out the elbow to keep going and uh, I got about about 78% motion there and he goes and he can only extend his arm most of the way. He can't go completely straight. Baker Mayfield kind of chuckled at him. And Steve Austin laughed too And he goes Oh man that ain't right But really probably In Steve's head What he's thinking is Just wait (laughs) Right yeah This is gonna happen
1: Just wait till time Catches up to you Right And then you'll realize How terrible it is To have physical (laughs) And so Such a physical sport As your income
0: Right So jump back to Andrew Luck At his press conference He's clearly upset about it He's clearly sad about it And what he's saying is For the last Three or four years for him, it's been nonstop rehab. Right, keep injuries in, and keep in mind this is a guy who had a lacerated kidney, um, yeah, a leg injury, uh, a hand injury. At one point, he hadn't thrown a football in over a year because they rebuilt his shoulder. He flew to Europe to get uh, platelet transfusions and like experimental European health technology to help him heal. Like these are things.
1: You don't want to be doing. No,
0: them. these aren't like these are. And, and listen, the stakes are what they are, and there is an element of they sign up for this. They know this when they sign up. Mm-hmm. It's not like college is that much easier. It's not like high school is that much easier. Like you sign up for pain, but then when you get to this highest level of it, you're talking about. You know, I'm having a serious real world implications. Ryan Shazier of the of the Steelers. You know, they showed video of him walking around and tossing footballs, and that was a huge inspirational moment because they thought he may never walk again. Uh Shazier has, has been quoted as saying he wants to eventually get to the point where he can play football again. But he's already 31, and he looked a little funky. He looks like me when he walked, so I don't think he's got any chance of making it back to a football field. Right. Um. But he's still hanging out with the Steelers, and he's part of the, the staff and now. and I don't know what the role is officially. They actually carried him on his injure, their injury list for that f- full year, the first year afterwards. So he got paid, and they took care of him. Uh, right,
1: because there's nothing worse than dropping an injured guy.
0: A <laughs> crop. Potentially paralyzed, injured guy. Right. How do you look then? Um, The Colts. The the answer is the worst. The worst. The Colts let Andrew Luck walk away with twenty four million dollars. He had a he'd been given a roster bonus of twelve million dollars in March for this season, Mm -hmm. and then there was technically about twelve million dollars of signing bonus that was going to count against the salary cap. So the Colts could have asked for that back, and they signed a waiver saying, "You're just take it. Fine. You're good." And the reality is, the Colts let him down. Um, but this goes back actually this to me this started in 2015 with a guy named Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis was an inside linebacker for the 49ers. The 49ers were awesome their defense was amazing. In 2011 he was rated as the greatest linebacker playing in the NFL at that moment. He was a uh, big deal. Peyton Manning was like there's no one there's no one more dangerous and hard hitting than Patrick Willis. He finished the last two years of his career missing I think it was something like 15 games in 2 years. Um, basically a whole season Basically a whole season Yes He played half uh, Two half seasons uh, And so In 20 In 2015 As he's getting out of a car And he can barely walk And he's carrying some luggage His neighbor goes to help him It turns out his neighbor Because he lives in a nice neighborhood mm-hmm. Is the head of a tech company And they get to talking And they befriend each other And the tech company guy Knows nothing about sports And doesn't know who Patrick Willis is And they get to talking about stuff And they wind up You know uh, Becoming friends and buddies And he actually puts Patrick Willis on the board of his company as he's starting it up. And Patrick Willis is like, look, I'm going to go to tech and I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to go to this other thing and help this guy, you know, do this. And Patrick Willis had probably made about 30 to $40 million in playing salary. So, right. You know, he's comfortable. He's 30. He's having trouble walking. Um, and there's another opportunity for him. And that's the situation. All these guys were 29. Uh, I think Gronk was 20. I think actually Gronk was 28 or 29. And then Andrew Luck was twenty nine. These guys are looking at the next chapters of their life. They know Andrew Luck probably could have played another ten years because the quarterbacks are playing they their forty right now. Mm. You know, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Um Aaron Rodgers was like I think thirty five, thirty six. Like they're playing later and later. <coughs> <coughs> but the reality is, like, what comes next for these guys?
1: Right. You can't you can only play football up until a point. And I mean, not everyone's Tom Brady with, you know, such a refined team like that. That will keep you on your feet all the time. Exactly. And there's a limit to just
0: how long you can go through a process. Like, it's one thing. Like, let's say you go healthy. And, like, for you, when you're healthy, yeah, it probably takes two or three weeks for your body to kind of adjust to not having car crashes every day. Right. So you go home. You kind of lay around for two or three weeks. And then you go on a trip. Then you do some fun stuff with friends and family. Spend some money. Get a little crazy. And then you start working out again, and you get, back in, you get back into the football condition, and then you start working out, and then camps happen, and then blah, blah, blah. But you're not scared. Right. You're not, you're not really worried about Because <coughs> part of the problem is, and this is something that I can say personally, and it's not, I'm not trying to compare myself to an NFL player, but... But you have been rebuilt twice. I have been rebuilt twice. And when you're laying in bed, and they're telling you at the beginning what's possible... Listen it can go this way or it can go that way. you know my best world scenario is like if everything goes right and your rehab goes perfect, you'll probably still have arthritis in your in your early forties great, awesome, fantastic. If everything goes wrong, you won't walk you'll have a lot of trouble like it'll be hard, it'll be weird and uh you you laugh at me because my knee squeaks when I go upstairs. Uh, I don't I was, laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. It is funny. It is funny. I was laughing the other night. I was trying to be quiet, and I'm going up the stairs, and I'm like, right, 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 right. And it's, I think it's like the plastic wiring that they use to put my kneecap back together is just rubbing against stuff. It doesn't hurt or anything, but I'm sure it will in 20 years.
1: Right. Um, when you're 55. <laughs>
0: right, and miserable. But, you know, these players are laying there, and it's like, you have a lacerated kidney. We have to wait till it heals. There's nothing we can do. So you're just uncomfortable for the next three
1: months. Right. Hey, uh, you just won the Super Bowl. You have to sit in bed for the next four weeks while you you cry because it's so painful. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, we might have to take a look at it because there might be some internal bleeding. Because the it was the deepest thigh bruise he'd ever had. He said.
1: Um, or deepest bone bruise, I think he had said. Like, yeah, it takes a lot to bruise the uh, the femur. Yeah, and all the way beneath all of the muscle that he has,
0: everything. Uh, I mean, so these guys deal with just. Scary prog- It's a scary thing. And then as you're going through the rehab...
1: Right. Think, first think first you, of all... Also, you break your leg on the field and they do surgery immediately. Right. Multiple. Yes. He's coming back, though. Alex Smith? Yeah. Well,
0: he's trying. He's trying. They haven't said yes or no yet. He, his intention is to come back. They finally took off the metal. Uh, like, he had one of those halos that keeps you completely mobile. Those things are heavy. Those are You're talking about like 10 pounds of metal on your leg, keeping it completely straight. Yeah. So... Um, but when you're doing the rehab process, first of all, NFL teams, they treat their injured like plague, like they schedule them different times away from the team. Most coaches don't like injured player, don't like healthy players seeing an injured player because in the back of their mind it puts them in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times teams literally will, like sometimes they'll send doctors and trainers to your home to check on you or they'll meet you at a rehab facility close to your house because they don't want... The injured people coming in now. Sometimes more te- teams are more in-house. They don't want the stuff getting out, depending on who it is. I don't know.
1: I it it feels it feels bad, and I think like like they secretly don't want them to do it. But I I feel like we've we've had several play when I played football in high school. We'd always have our, our injured players sitting on the sidelines, and it's like. There's nothing more supportive than, like, sitting down to a guy that, you know, he's good, but he's injured, so he can't hang out with you. Right. But, like, he's just, he's still there because he's still part of the team. And well, it's so, like,
0: like, they'll have them on the sidelines for games. They will do that sometimes. for home teams. A lot of teams don't let them travel with a team um, for away games. I think it's a distraction. Like, they don't want they don't need them on the plane. They don't want to deal with it. Just stay home and get better. But come visit us on game day. But, like, they, they purposely keep them away. Because the rehab process is a really... It's, it's long. It's a long and it's a lonely process. It's you and a trainer in a gym and they're and they're having you do stuff that in the beginning is just... So like for me in the beginning, a lot of it was like, okay, uh, angle your foot up. So just lift your toes in the air as high as you can. Do that 40 times and then we'll take a break. And then do it 40 more times and then we're taking a break.
1: And they're trying to restrengthen everything and keep your... Right. There's so many There's so many minute things that your body does that you don't think about until you're injured.
0: Right. So if you're a super athlete and then you're you're bedridden for eight weeks, your body loses a ton of mass, especially those guys, because they take a lot of calories and they stay in the gym to kind of rebuild the machine, so to speak. So by the time they get out of bed eight weeks from there, they've probably lost 15 pounds of muscle.
1: Right, yeah. And on top of that, your body is very efficient about keeping the things that it absolutely needs.
0: Exactly, especially when you're running that kind of like peak situation.
1: Right. It's like, oh, we haven't ran in like three weeks. It's because the leg's broken, so we're just going to take some of this stuff from over here and try and fix it. We don't need to
0: keep the legs that, and the lungs can start getting a little inefficient because we're not gasping for air while we run. Like, there's a lot of things that change. So then you've got to, A, recondition, but also. The little muscles, all the stabilizers and stuff, those are the first ones that kind of go, well, I'm not working this week, so I'll take it off. Right. And so you got to rebuild those first. And so it's a long—the rehab process starts silly, and it's lonely, and it's frustrating, and you can't make time go faster.
1: Right, because on uh, like as efficient as these people are and how built that they are, you still have to— you still have to rebuild because you still you, have to, you, still have, to wait, you have to start over. You have to heal. You have
0: to heal, and so especially how competitive they are. I'm not a very competitive person, and right. it was still incredibly frustrating. To my right. first appointment with the first doctor, they said you're going to be better in six to six to eight weeks minimum. Minimum. That's the like that. If someone told you in six to eight weeks you're gonna go to Disney World and have and hang out with supermodels and probably take four of them home, it still doesn't feel as long as waiting when you're stuck in a bed all day and someone says you won't be free of that for eight weeks. Right. Like there's nothing more exciting than just being able to stand on your own at that point. It's the most frustrating scenario of your life. Like it's a hard th- because you can't make it go faster and there's very little to distract yourself with. Right. What do you, I'm, I'm, am I going to play, like, I can play video games for a little bit, but then beyond that, like. Then what? Then what? I can watch, I watched a ton of Dr. Phil. I watched a ton of Judge Judy. There was like, that's it. There's nothing to do. You're stuck in a bed watching, like, you go to the gym two, three hours a day, rehab what you can, but when half
1: of you is immobile, what do Not it, much you can do. Right. So for a lot of these guys, when they're stuck, they are and they're, stuck. Uh, yeah. And they're, and they're young, you know, they're not like 45 or anything. Right. They're, they're just turning 30 but they're hit and i think that's the important
0: number when you hit 30 a lot of times there's sort of that big um you hear a lot of women who are like oh i'm not really 30 yet and the reason why everyone's kind of afraid of that big round number is it's sort of like a like a evaluation point right because technically right. you're about a third of the way through your life if if you're lucky and you're looking around and you're going
1: <laughs> you're either a halfway or a third through <laughs> your life <laughs> or it could be
0: in tomorrow this could be the end. like you right, don't yeah. know but like yeah if you're lucky you're a third of the way through your life you're like how am i doing where are we at well, if you're looking back and you got forty five million dollars in the bank and you're crying in your bed as a Super Bowl champion,
1: why? Right. What am I doing? Clearly, I'm in the wrong profession.
0: Well, no, I mean it got me this far, but do no, I want to like, keep
1: yeah, doing it? Yeah. Do do I want to stay doing this? Exactly. Do and so want to do I want to make that number just a little bit bigger? Yeah, and put me through that's all. That's the thing stuff?
0: is what would what would be the number you would have to put in to be worth another year like this right and what if it's
1: worse right what if i'm not getting nearly as much as i did got last year exactly because exactly. now because now i'm injured now i'm not worth as much exactly and so for andrew luck for patrick willis for
0: for gronkowski guys who have had massive careers and who this, have, why,
1: this is why i'm always surprised at jj what i'm honestly like i genuinely think he's held he was held together by like floss at this point
0: it's it's really intriguing right because he's sort of the opposite but he's just now entering that same moment he's right. G, i think he's just now 29 i think Uh, He just got engaged. For me, I wonder if three years from now, if he's still playing, it'll tell us something about what he wants. Mm -hmm. He's either going to be all in and play until he can't, or he's out. Right. Um, But for that, we're going to jump out. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. We are on 104.5, 106.1. And make sure to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio or nerdthugradio.com. This is Corey DLG, and with me, as usual, little brother Nico. Nico, hey. tell everybody
1: about Cox ATA. Cox ATA, leader in ATA martial arts here in the Houston area. they got all kinds. They got Now they're opening up a third location in the Woodlands. Where are the other two? Uh, they got one in Magnolia and one in Conroe. So, so they're just running the north. Right, yeah. They just got all the places. Uh, Mention Nerd Thug Radio. You get two free weeks of training. Um, they have all kinds of courses. They have, obviously, Taekwondo, Tai Chi, uh, self-defense. Uh, if you want something for the little ones, they have classes for them. If you're uh, you know, a butt older, if you want to get into shape, get going, this is a great opportunity. Uh, school starting back up. You starting a new routine. That's right. With the kiddos. This is a great time to do it. Uh, we link to their Facebook page, and if you find a, there's a post about their announcement for the Woodlands location, uh, if you share that and keep sharing it, there is a contest that ends September 3rd, where you get a family, private family package, valued at $150. That's right, they're
0: doing a giveaway, guys, so get out there, you can give it a try, you can meet some of the people, work with them. Right, you can give it a
1: try, if you want to meet them first with your with our Nerd Thug radio code, and see how you like it. Yeah. Maybe you can get this package going. Uh, the Cox people are great. Yeah, they're they're it's like a big family.
0: They really are. Um, Joey and I are probably about to win their poker league when we have our next uh. Match, throwing some so. shade. I'm just letting you know we're probably the poker champions of the Cox poker league. All right, I'll believe you. Yeah. So anyway, make sure to check them out on the Facebook page. That's Cox ATA right there in Conroe Woodlands Magnolia, where they build leaders, they teach life skills, and they leave a legacy. legacy. Ooh, we do it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Sort of stole your in there. I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay. That was your big moment.
1: It was. It was it, I do it all the time. It's
0: fine. That's. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was your one off. You're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I'll take this one off. Sure. Um. All right. So now let's get into the heartbreaking stuff here. The real sad
1: stuff. Uh. The what Texans. A, what a mess we are. Okay. Like so, it, it's every time, like Houston starts doing well in one sport, the other two are like, <laughs> they just like curl up and shrug. It's worse than that. It's even for the Texans when they start to
0: do better. They then also screw it up. Are you ready for this? Right. Trade rumors broke... Uh, middle of last week, pretty much right after we we went off the air.
1: Also, this happens all the time, and it's really annoying sometimes. That like right after we come right, off yeah. the air, we yeah. come off the air, and they're like, hey, they big news, right? Big news. Yeah. I think they traded like Kawhi like the day after.
0: No, they did. And then actually, I was like, come on, man. Like,
1: <sighs> then like a week later, we're like, hey, guess what? They <laughs> traded Kawhi. <laughs> we'll just
0: start doing a show every day. That's what we'll
1: do. All right. Yeah.
0: Um. But so <laughs> hire me at ESP, and I'm ready. That's right. We're ready. Um, But so, this is annoying. Like, it's just dumb. The trade rumors broke, right?
1: Is it for Clowney? It better not Yeah, be. it's for Clowney. Trade uh, rumors broke. It no. Sounds,
0: it sounds like they... Okay, listen. This this is bad. It sounds like we were looking at initially either an offensive lineman, which means it would either, probably be either Philly or Washington for Clowney. Or uh, then all of a sudden the talk was we might send him to Miami, for a receiver because Miami is paying Kenny Stills a good amount of money and the talk is they might wind up cutting him before the beginning of the season. They're just not sure, blah, blah, blah. Mm Miami is a team that's not going anywhere. And they know it, and so they're looking at kind of probably cutting payroll. Yeah. Yeah. They want to be cheap. They've actually got like something like thirty rookies and first year players on the team. Like they're not paying a lot lot. they're not paying a lot of people in Miami. So then during the preseason, Lamar Miller tears his ACL in the game. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's uh, it's not a great video. You can kind of see where it happens. It's 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 a little. It's not gory or anything. It's not too graphic, but like you're just like ooh. You're like oh, that's that's gonna be an ACL, and it is. He's done for the season. Uh, first of all, he's not a great running back. Although I think he's the only active player in the NFL with two touchdown runs over 90 yards. That's kind of cool. It's kind of a weird thing. Uh, uh, kind of relevant now. Uh, yeah doesn't really matter this year. Um, but behind him, we don't really have any. We had just traded for Duke Johnson, and the idea was they were going to split carries. We want to keep Lamar Miller around 25, 20 carries a game, so Duke Johnson was going to take some of the load off.
1: Well, now he has to take all of it. So. Yeah,
0: and he's really the only experienced running back. Everyone behind him is kind of a nobody because we also cut Deonta Foreman,
1: who had
0: torn his Achilles two years ago and just never really came back into it. He was good in college, though, but it just never
1: really. He never like flourished here.
0: No, because when you're a rookie and you blow your Achilles, like... Yeah, it's not really a good sign. No, it's really You don't, you don't get the experience. Oh. Then you're catching up with everyone. Right, and plus, you're just behind. You just... you, you you've start, never you start done behind, it. yeah. Yeah. So, everything is a first for you after they just watch you rehab for a year. And watching someone rehab is probably almost as frustrating as being the guy rehabbing. Right. Because you're not going through it, so you're just like, is he ready yet? Is he ready yet? Is he ready yet? And Achilles is forever. Right. Um,
1: Tendons. Be oh. careful.
0: So, all that being said, we now have holes at wide receiver, running back, and offensive line. So, Wonderful. So, now there's Philadelphia might be a possibility, oh, or the Seahawks might be a possibility. Right, we're looking like Swiss cheese right about now. Here's where it gets even dumber. Clowney had been preparing to come in this week and sign. He was ready to report. He just didn't want to do the, tr- the preseason, which happens all the time with the franchise guy. They come in like with one preseason game left because they probably won't be made to play it or they might play like 10 snaps just to put on a uniform and get some reps in. But he'll be with 2 weeks he can be ready for the season cuz he's probably been keeping in shape wherever he's at. He shows up in shape and didn't have to do the preseason. It makes a million cuz they don't get paid for the preseason. Right. They get a million he
1: he's got Right, a, you tear your ACL in the preseason. Exactly.
0: And he's got a 15 million dollar offer on the table so he basically makes a million dollars a week uh and he, then he, you know, he was he was ready to play. He was ready to show up and play and then the trade rumors broke. And now he's not. No. And the thing of it is, you can't trade an unsigned player. And because he's unsigned, he won't be fined for missing time or sitting out. And now he's prepared to miss games if he doesn't get... like. So now he's saying, you've got to send me somewhere I want to go. I'm not going to take a trade to like the Browns or something. I need to go... Somewhere nice. I need to go somewhere I want to be. Right. So now he's limiting even who we can trade with. Um, And so suddenly, a team that needs offensive linemen, wide receivers, running back, and... If we don't have those, we were counting on having a great defense. Which now is falling apart. Which now lost its best player, who's now just sitting on the sidelines going, what is y'all's problem? Because what is our problem? How did we screw this up?
1: Management. That's how you screw this up.
0: Bill O'Brien, who I have not been... I don't think a lot of the stuff that he gets blamed for is directly his fault. The play calling hasn't been great, but we're also kind of limited in what we can do sometimes based on who we have if we have trouble blocking because we didn't get offensive linemen in the off season, he can't just do all these crazy things and do all the fun plays and all that because the quarterback only has four seconds to throw. So you can't run a 40 yard route. Um, I think it was one of the reasons Will Fuller was so successful because defenses are like, they can't throw it deep cause they don't have time. And so Will Fuller is just fast enough to get under Deshaun Watson's deep balls when he throws. And so there's opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Like I don't know how this system works now, with Duke Johnson carrying the load. I'm not going to sit here and say he's terrible, but if no one blocks for him, how good do we think he's going to be? Right. Um, and so, I haven't been critical of the play calling of Bill O'Brien because I feel like we've been limited roster wise. This off season was allegedly well after the draft they fired the general manager, but it's not like Bill O'Brien then went out and made trades or made moves and brought people in. Right. We didn't go, we didn't suddenly start making moves for other guys' people at this point. And what I am, before anyone says anything, here's what I'm getting at. Just today, New England made two trades for backup offensive linemen. They traded with Baltimore for a swing tackle, and they traded with Arizona for a guy. Both guys in Arizona, the guy started a couple games last year. And this year, when they were resting their starter, this guy was getting playing time. So he's got experience. The guy in Baltimore started games last year at guard. But came into camp out of shape and then in the preseason was getting a lot of penalties. So Baltimore wasn't sure how they felt about him. And New England's like, we can fix those things. Come on in. Right. They made moves and stayed efficient. Right. Because they are taking care of their, they are addressing their needs with roster maneuvers. So if Bill O'Brien wants to be the general manager, fine. But that means
1: this roster is yours now. Right. Now, all the decisions that we make are your fault.
0: Because you could, there were things we could have done to address it. Now, we did take two offensive linemen in the draft, I think even three, uh, because I think there was a third one later. So there is an opportunity for these young guys to play.
1: How well they do is on...
0: Exactly. At that point, if they're not producing or performing, we need to replace, we need to have other people ready to go. Even if you just go all young and just try and ride it out, you need enough of them. Right. Uh, And there were injuries to the offensive line during the preseason. We've lost people. We're going to be down people at the start of the season on offensive line. So we even just needed more bodies. Forget about a starting left tackle. We just needed bodies. By the way, Dwayne Brown, who we traded away a couple years ago because he wanted to kneel for the anthem and said some mean things about Bob Binnere, he's still starting in Seattle. Right. So when we make these poor choices, we have to live with these results. And then when you watch these good organizations like the Patriots make these trades, now we're on the flip side of it and we're trying to figure out what we have. And then on top of that, we just ran off our star player by trying to shop him publicly for the for
1: Kenny Stills? Like, right. Like, he's more, he's way more valuable than pretty much anything that you can get for him that you would need at this point. Exactly.
0: The July 15th deadline to negotiate for a long-term deal is already passed. So at best, a team has Clowney for this year and if they want to pay him a lot of money, t- can tag him one more year. But then it becomes financially unfeasible to tag them so then they either need to give them a giant contract or they lose them also so what exactly exactly what kind of value are we recouping on this trade what team is going to look at that situation and go yeah i want that oh i get to pay him 40 million dollars over the next two years i will definitely give you a really good player for that i mean it's a it's a it's an annoying poorly handled tough situation and with with Clowney being the franchise tag and unable to do a long-term deal now, there's no wiggle room. You got to find a team that can even fit him, and so suddenly we're a mess. In a wide open AFC South, we right.
1: are an in ugly <laughs> mess of a team. We're we're a mess of a team in a mess of a division.
0: <laughs> right, and here's the thing I, I wrote about it on Sports Map. Um, my column posts every day there. Um, nice. How. Tennessee is a mess. Tennessee was projected to win seven games, and I was like, they don't even think their quarterback's going to finish the season. How are they supposed to win seven games? Right. They're projected now, after Andrew Luck leaves, to win eight. How is that supposed to happen? Well, it's going to be really easy to do that if they beat the Texans uh, and the Colts four times. That's halfway there right there. Right. If they sweep the Texans and the Colts, they got four wins already. It's not that hard after that. You could accidentally win three games. Right. We just need to win three games. Right. So my issue at this point, this is now directly on bill o'brien like i can understand if you're not thrilled with the roster that you limit what you do you can't be too aggressive but now after two years of blaming the general manager in the roster moves you take over and then you don't do anything either right the whole offseason people are cutting players moving players trading players swapping players trying things swapping this guy for that guy that's when we should have done it that's when we should have brought right. in other people and given them opportunities Exactly,
1: because that's what you're supposed to do with a general manager that you don't want to hire. Right. Chicago brought in 10 kickers. Right,
0: <laughs> and they shot the same shot how many times? Uh, apparently all offseason they kept making them try 42 yarders. They brought in 10 kickers on a 90-man roster. Okay, that's crazy. So by that math, we should have brought in at least 20 offensive linemen and just tried different combinations till we found five guys. Right, We had all offseason to do that. Did we? No. No, we did not. And that's my issue is that at this point, if you're not going to be aggressive to fix the problems, now you're going to try and flip our best quote-unquote asset. I don't even think he's an asset. I think he's a player. I think you keep him. But now you've made him mad. And it's not like Bill O'Brien's going to call and apologize.
1: Right. They don't even like each other. Right. And so now it's even worse. Now now it's, now it's ego and pride, and it just it looks horrible. It really, really
0: does. Um astros look good though. The Astros look good. Uh the Rockets have a chance. Uh the Texans are gonna be in a turtle shell at this point. I don't I mean Right. This I is this is gonna be another like twenty like Before this all happened, I was like, I don't I think this team can win between seven and nine games, win the division, and, and if we're in the playoffs, I think we have a chance. I think Deshaun Watson's a game maker. He did it at Clemson, he was good. Now we don't have that. Nope. Now we don't have that. Nope. So to me, it's, uh, this turns it into an uncomfortable
1: situation. Right. This is a team that could maybe stumble into a playoffs but not get out of it.
0: Well, and now at this point, I don't think they do that. I think now at this point, if we only won five games, it would disappoint me, but it would not shock me. That's fair. And so at that point, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, Taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to uh, Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. This is Corey DLG, and I'm hanging out with little brother Nico. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're making Thursdays awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. Sweet. We, this whole day will be awesome because of this one hour.
1: Nice. Listen. I've waited for this moment. <laughs> Listen, Mom's Spaghetti, okay? Mom's Spaghetti, arms heavy. That's right.
0: Um, take that sweater off, it's gross. <laughs> um, let me tell you guys about The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, right there in Conroe on 1488. It's awesome. Let me just start there. I love this place. Right, yeah. I am in love with this place. I have a good time. Uh, my comic box is there. I get my pull box going. I'm reading the House of X and Powers of Ten, having time out of my life. Are they good? It's getting so good, man. It's getting so good. I'll tell you about it when we get off the air. Um, This Saturday, August 31st, they're having their Pokemon meet and play from 2 to 6 p.m. Come and play Pokemon, meet other trainers also playing and having a good time. It's going to be 2 to 6 p.m. on Saturday. There's no reason not to be there playing your Pokemon. And then Sunday, September 1st is obviously the D&D Adventurers League. This is the official sanctioned Dungeons & Dragons Wizards of the Coast League. When you play in this, it's it's, fancy. This is how you get like the Wizards of the Coast like branded like exclusive items and things of that nature from Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, also, just get ready. It's September, which means September twenty first is coming up, which means Batman Day. Woo! Batman Day is a coming. Okay, uh, it's gonna be a big deal. It's gonna be that whole Saturday. They're gonna have Batman, the Joker. They're gonna have a nineteen sixties Batmobile replica there at the shop from two to six p.m. It's hanging out cool. in the parking lot. I know, man. I'm stoked. They're also going to be running a 15% off special for all Batman-related merchandise. And lastly, they're inviting folks to come in and cosplay as their favorite Bat character. So come in costume, and you'll be entered for a chance to win some awesome prizes. The prizing drawing will be at 9 p.m., and you don't have to be there to win. Because at Adventure Begins, they don't do you like that. Um, there's a lot going on. Uh, we're going to make a special announcement a little bit later this week. We've got some big plans coming up for the month of September with Adventure Begins. And obviously, next Friday, we'll be out there playing Hero Clicks. This is, um, this is where I do all my nerd stuff now. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more on 1488. I hang out there. Uh, why aren't you? There you go. Yeah. You're not better than me. <laughs> 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 Turning really gross right there. Yeah. Uh, No, go hang out there, though. They're good people. Right there on 1488, where the adventure begins. All right, Nico. What? We live in a woke world. I'm woke. We live in a changed society. I'm ready.
1: My third eye is open.
0: All right. How prepared are you for a woman kicker in the NFL
1: Ooh, I'm all for it all for it you think so yeah you're not supposed to touch the kicker that's rude well
0: on field goals less likely but if there's a turnover which does happen about once there's about three times a year there's a there's a, <laughs> yeah three times a year <laughs> but there's a kicker on the field who can be blocked or hit at that point Yeah. that's uh, fine Um, now kickoffs the kicker is active and involved mm-hmm. they uh, sometimes make the tackle on returns mm-hmm. you're okay with a woman on the field yeah you, you don't have an issue with it no you don't think it's dangerous? No. So Carly Lo- Lloyd of U.S. Women's Soccer, um, apparently she went like I think the Browns were just playing around, or uh, I don't, it might not have been the Browns. I don't want to get that part wrong. And they had her come out, and she she was kicking like fifty yard field goals, sixty yard, uh, fifty plus yard field goals. Yeah,
1: because she's a she, she plays soccer. <laughs> right.
0: She's just lacing them. Right. Uh, apparently a couple teams made her very serious offers. Uh, and someone, I, man, I I don't want to get this part wrong but I had heard that someone actually made her an offer for their final roster spot for the last preseason game to come out and play that's cool uh she can't do it the the next day there's a women's soccer national event and so yeah that's kind of more important right and that's that's where she bread butters her bread right now um so what do you like? genuinely how do you feel you think you think it's a yeah i think it's a great idea I don't know I think it, uh, here's one thing just as a tactically as a coach
1: mm-hmm
0: if I want to run a trick play, I'm now doing it with her <laughs> With her on the field. I feel like I'm endangering her life. Listen, when it's men, I feel like they're already endangering their lives, but at least it's a physically
1: more comparable.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying the kicker can take a hit from a defensive lineman, but if he does, I'm not going to like feel bad about it. Right. But if it's a woman doing it, I think uh, it's somewhere in the back of my head. It's almost like okay, so in wrestling they're doing the intergender matches. That's a new thing that they're really enjoying. But we all know wrestling is at least fake. Right. So even though there's an opportunity for injury, it's really two people doing a choreographed experience exactly. for right. you. So to me, it's not dangerous. I mean, it is dangerous, but it's not intentionally dangerous. This right. would be an they don't intention- want to injure.
1: They don't want to injure each other. Exactly. I mean, you don't want to do that on the football field either. No, but they, they
0: also respect each other as athletes, but they're still the. Still, they're trying to get them out of the game right they don't want them in the game if if they had hit Peyton Manning hard enough that he went to the bench the other sideline would be happier about it than sad about it
1: right they would be like ah oh, dang we heard him we'd be like oh heck yeah we did it yeah we don't have to handle Peyton Manning for the rest of the game
0: okay cool now after the game when they hear it they'd be like hey man listen that I wasn't trying to ruin your career.
1: I was just trying to Right, yeah. I'm not trying to kill you. Right. I'm just trying trying to to kill you you a little bit. A little bit.
0: Just a smidge. A smidge kill, not a whole kill. Right, yeah. Also, is there an opportunity where then defensive players don't want
1: to hit her? Right. And you you play that up because you're like, well you're gonna hit her you're gonna really do it Well I don't mean that as
0: a good thing. I mean that as an unfair thing to the defense. Like do you really want to be the guy who destroys this kicker? Right. Um I know that there's some bias in the gender role that I'm talking about. I understand that. But there's a mental aspect to it that's just real. Where you just look at it and you say, I mean, I don't want to blow this chick up. Like like if it's a kicker, if it's a dude out there, like
1: I mean, I okay. Well, I, I still feel bad if a kicker gets hit, no matter what. Yeah. Like a lot of
0: times It's kinda funny when the kicker gets hit. It's always there was one time when like the guy who kicked the kickoff got hit and like he got hit good enough that like He's crawling on the ground, and he starts to try and climb up, and he grabs the pants of one of the opposing players to try and pull himself up. And the opposing player didn't know who it was, and he turns around and he shoves the guy down before he knows it. And oh, the no. ref flags the kicker for a personal foul for, like, <laughs> bothering the other team after the play. And the kicker's, like, <laughs> laid out. Like, it was, it's hilarious. I know there's a weird dichotomy where I'm laughing at a guy who can't get up, but I'm saying don't hit a woman. I know right. that that's like a weird thing. That we're like, that guy at. got hit
1: so hard that he tried to stand and got shoved <laughs> to the ground. But it's, it's funny. funny
0: video. Like it is funny. And I know that I said before that there was an element of humor to the Kareem Hunt video where he like kick shoves that woman and it's never funny to kick a woman, but what happens in the video causes a chuckle. Not because violence is funny, but because of the way like he's like, ah, I can't get to her, but I'm so angry. And like he does like a like a foot shove with her, and you're like, really, guy? Like, you just had to do it. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know.
1: You don't know. It's an
0: absurd situation to consider, I feel like. Yeah. But I mean, like, are you really, so like. So what does equality mean? Right. Uh, And I keep interrupting you, and I'm sorry, but what does equality mean in this situation? Does it mean having a woman's league, or does it mean having a woman play in the NFL? Which is equality?
1: Right. Well, then you offer the opportunity that they could play in the league if they wanted to. I think that's just an option. I just think, like, uh, Do little think le- in Little League...
0: Yeah, but physically at that time, everyone's comparable. Right. There does There is physically a change that happens, though, at some point.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, that would be more a thing, but that's a league where... and But, I mean, like... You know, there's a, there's a kicker that couldn't hit from 42 yards, and if she's dunking them at 50... <sighs> yeah, if I'm the
0: team, I want her. Don't get me wrong, Which, but if I'm the team, what this makes me do is find a soccer player. If Carly Lloyd's drilling it from 50, okay, well, let me go find, you know, Eduardo Escobar somewhere. Like, Let me go find me a, a, a male soccer player and try out 10 of them and find me the one who's drilling it from 60. Right, You know, I mean, that's what really it tells me is if I'm a general manager, I'm just, I haven't been mining the right gold for kicker. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I can't wrap my head around the idea of, and not like she doesn't deserve it or it's not competitively fair. I'm not saying she can't do it. I'm saying
1: though, the optics of it. Right. Because I mean, and you're not, you're not wrong for thinking that because... It, it feels a little bit dangerous.
0: Well, think about this. So the NFL already has a problem with domestic violence and how they handle it in the league. and right. We'll probably have to get out of here. How close are we? Pretty close. Okay. So the NFL already has an optic image with domestic violence in the league. They poorly handled the Ray Rice situation a couple years ago, and they can't get away from it. And every year there's another player who beats his wife and, or beats his girlfriend, and there's another story, and there's another situation, the cream hunt thing last year. It just never stops in the NFL. Tyreek Hill this year. It's always something about domestic violence, and domestic violence isn't funny or appropriate. So if I'm a league who can't get that right, now I'm going to put a woman on the field and I'm going to have highlights of someone blowing her up on a kickoff? Yeah, no. like it feels like a loser's optics at that point. Right. Um, That being said, we're going to jump out for a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA, taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former
1: Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.
0: Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports, hanging out here on 104.5 and 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, this is Corey DLG um, with me and little brother Nico. We're all just hanging out here, having a sporty sport, sport day. Sports. Sporty. Go sports. Yay, sport ball. Um, hanging out here. Make sure to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. That's where all the magic happens, which includes sexy dancing by me. Wow. No, it really doesn't. We should. I mean, we should look into it. Right. Just, the option's available. Uh, yeah, how do we not? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. How do we not? Um, yeah. Um, so, this is the last ripple domino effect of the Andrew Luck debacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about two guys who I really don't think deserve jobs but have them, uh, while Conn Kaepernick doesn't. Um, Case Keenum has been named the starter of the Washington Redskins. Woo! Dwayne Haskins, the first-round pick, is probably by the end of the season going to be starting.
1: Yeah, but shout out to Case Keenum's agent. He somehow, like, started, Bro, like, three times. He's he's, he's so parlayed, bad. He
0: somehow got the opportunity to be a Minnesota Viking. Then when they had so many injuries, he got to start. And somehow he's, he managed to survive that and do well enough that now... Right. Uh, I mean, I don't even... Uh, he's Listen, he was awful for the Texans. There was nobody worse than Case Keenum being a quarterback. I mean, he finished... One game with a zero quarterback rating. They threw one game, they threw like eight bubble screens for Case Keenum because he had been on our team for three years at that point, and they still only ran about six different plays. It was frustrating, the season of Case Keenum. It was the worst. And then the people of Houston loved him because he threw long touchdowns to Andre Johnson twice. They were woo. just like, he's the man. Case Keenum, U of H, woo! And so it was, all right. he was he, he was, and so the city of Houston, there were, there are still. When last year, the first year he ever played football at any sort of appropriate level to be in the NFL, there were people who were blowing up ESPN sports shows and Houston talk shows to be like, "How about Case Keenum? Now you guys were wrong about him." Well, no, we weren't going to play him for four years while he was terrible to have one decent season with him. That's not, right. what, that's not that's the goal of any team. That's not the math you want. Right. He was. I think he was. He went 0-16 for us over two seasons. That's impressive. It's not. It's depressing is what it is. It's impressive to be that bad. It is. Well, now he'll be starting for his third different team in the NFL somehow, uh, the Washington Redskins. So you guys enjoy that. Ooh, um, go Washington. Yeah. No, his fourth team because he played in Denver last year and was bad. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Can't forget about him being bad somewhere else. Right. Uh, speaking of Denver and speaking of Houston and speaking of Andrew Luck, it all connects right here. Whole show, full circle. Brock Osweiler Woo!
1: will That's be our- the
0: backup in Indianapolis now. That's That is a name. That is a name. So, Osweiler, we signed to a $72 million contract with something right. like $40 million gargantuan, guarantee.
1: Gargantuan contract, and he was like was the worst thing to ever grace.
0: Worst, th- It was the worst season, and then we had to trade him to Cleveland, where we then gave, gave a second-round pick to Cleveland to take Brock Osweiler. Essentially, we gave Cleveland a second-round pick to pay Brock Osweiler $20 million guaranteed dollars because we didn't want to. And then we went on and got a different quarterback. Cleveland was so bad that they had so much cap space that the pick was they they basically bought a pick for twenty million dollars. They're like, sure, why not? Yeah, we'll do it. And listen, fast forward two years and their roster is talented and young and capable. And suddenly it looks like they knew what they were doing. Meanwhile, we had to pay them to get better. Um, and that's the problem. And we're way worse. And we're way worse. God, we are way worse. We could have used that player way more than they could have at this point. Um, the other part of it is you know so Jacoby Brissett moves up to starter. They had been holding him out because they had held him out of the last preseason game because they expected him to start the season because they were expecting Andrew Luck to still miss one or two games. Then during the during the preseason game, and it breaks that Andrew Luck had told us Colts he's retiring. Right. So now Jacoby Brissett is... Because of bone issues. Because of just, I mean, just his whole body. So now Jacoby Brissett is your starter for the season. Both the quarterbacks they have on their roster, they don't really want to have to play them this year is what it seems like. They basically are saying, if we have to put one of these guys out there, we're going to regret it.
1: Backup is Brock.
0: Osweiler. So they bring in Brock Osweiler to be the backup. Oh, man. Now, coming out of a backup role is really the only time he's ever had success. It was in Denver when Peyton Manning got hurt. He went 5-2 and two over seven games the 2015 season where they won the Super Bowl. That's what prompted us to sign him when they couldn't afford to keep him. We, like, broke the bank to bring him, to steal him, basically, from Denver on a four-year deal. And,
1: uh, and he uh, he he,
0: he, he, re- he threw it. Yeah, he reverted to. So basically, he'd been the backup to. It was like a make or break season for him. He'd been the backup for two whole seasons at that point, and it you know they just weren't thrilled with him. I think they'd even drafted another quarterback that off season anyway. At the so like it was like what's going to happen with Brock? So then we sign him, and they're like, okay, well now they look smart for drafting a guy, and now we fast forward, and then it's all bad. And now he's going to be in Indianapolis backing up. So my prediction is he's going to have to wind up starting one of the games against us, and he's going to wind up lighting us up, like just just to bring it full
1: football circle. Right? Yeah, because you know that's it always happens that way. It's it, never it's never it's never easy. It's never. This guy has been bad for a long time, so that's he's not good. It's, no, he used to play for us, so now he's going to throw 9,000 yards. Exactly. And I he's going to make up 10 seasons' worth of points that he missed for us. Uh, uh, just one- against
0: us, and then he'll go back to the bench and be terrible. Right.
1: I know we're up against it, but one element
0: that kind of feels important is almost like a racial component to all of this, because the guy who gets the most chances is, is, is quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. they're typically white dudes. Yep. And these white quarterbacks kind of just keep floating and backing up, and they keep bringing up these names where you're just like, Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Actually, he's the exception, though. It feels like. Like, but even Mark Sanchez playing is weird because quarterbacks aren't typical. Tip- quarterback is the only position where a guy can be bad on four teams and still play for a fifth.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean if it's you're in any other position that.
0: Any, if you were bad on two teams and you were an offensive right, lineman, yeah. you're gone. You're basically done in the NFL. It's really odd to me how they just keep recycling these guys. Meanwhile, there is a quarterback who has rookie season. Played a, an unknown San Francisco team into the into the Super Bowl uh, and got close but lost to Baltimore and now is completely out of the league.
1: Shouldn't have started drama my good Christian show.
0: <sighs> I guess so. I guess that's kind of what it boils down to, right? Uh, Politics. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to jump out here. Thank you, everybody, for listening and enjoying. I hope your weekend goes great. I hope you have a great fantasy football draft. Hope your teams are ready. The football league is starting next week. Everyone get pumped. This is Nerd Thug Sports on behalf of Corey DLG and Nico DLG. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel.